Well, hello, everybody. Welcome yet again to another episode of Wrestling with the Future. Tonight, we go deep. We're going inside the world of Gino Hernandez, the many lives of Gino Hernandez. And to walk us through this muck and mire, this myriad of mischief and mayhem, is Amelia living La Vida Loca Chapman. How you doing, Amelia? How you doing? Uh, doing oh. great. How are you? Um... I was a little concerned that it may not be a show tonight, but mm-hmm. there's always a way to do a show. Absolutely. Uh, tonight, we were supposed to have, um, a, 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 um, I'm sorry, not Amelia. Amelia's here. We were supposed <laughs> to have here. Rudy Gonzalez, uh, a, a longtime Texas promoter and a friend of Gino. Uh, we were supposed to have him here. Rudy uh, was given the invitation and indicated he would be here. But he has, uh, as of yet, not shown up. So, uh, Rudy, if you're out there, uh, or if your friends of Rudy are out there, tell Rudy to check his inbox and get the hell on here. All right. Now, that said, Amelia, this is a subject matter near and dear to your heart. Absolutely. Let's talk about uh, this, um, this, this controversial, to to say the least, this controversial figure named Gino Hernandez. Um, yes. Certainly it's arguable Yes, that he is much more popular in death than he was in life. Absolutely. Um, so tell everybody who we're talking about here. Gorgeous Gino Hernandez, um, wrestler, uh, popular heel. Um, he meant a lot to a lot of people in death as he did alive. He made a lot of people angry, but happy angry to where he made a lot of fans. He, he uh, also was so popular that he, I even made, named my dog after him. Yeah. <laughs> As you know. I will tell you people in full disclosure, she's not lying. No, I'm not. Her dog's name is Gino. <laughs> yes. You can't yes. make this stuff up. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> no. no, go ahead. Tell no, me about he, Gino. Well, I remember um, my dad when I was four years old. I remember maybe I was younger. My dad used to take me to wrestling matches. And when I could, as far as remember, I was like, who is that gorgeous guy? And my dad's like, here's the little girl. And I'm like, well, well, he is cute, daddy, you know. And uh, he said, that's Gino. He's a bad guy. And I was like, he's not bad, daddy. He looks okay. And how old were you when you discovered Gino Hernandez? I remember I was like four, at least five years old. And... My dad says, he's a wrestler. He's a bad guy. You have to say oh, boo. And I said. You was just a little kid. I was a little kid. Every other oh, Tuesday. Wow. Yeah. And going to Odessa, Texas wrestling matches at Jeez. the Ector County Coliseum. And you were how old? Four or five? Four or five years old. Mm-hmm. I think I was on my like second or third wife at that point. <laughs> um, and he, let's yeah. tell everybody a little bit uh, about who this guy is. Um his name was Charles Eugene Wolf. Uh, he was born August 8, 1957, and mm-hmm. died February 2nd, 1986. He was a professional wrestler, better known by the name Gino Hernandez. Gorgeous Gino. Don't forget. Gorgeous. He, oh, excuse me. Excuse oh, he, no, no, me. not me. He loved to be called Gorgeous Gino Hernandez. That would be him. If he was here, he'd correct you. Oh, yeah. well, excuse the hell out of me. Gorgeous <laughs> Gorgeous Gino Hernandez. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is best known for his appearances with the Dallas-based mm-hmm. uh, organization called World Class Championship Wrestling. 
between uh-huh. 1976 up until his death in 1986. Mm-hmm. He was with that company a full 10 years. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, he was mm-hmm. with Southwest Championship Wrestling yes. and wrestled with the likes of Ivan Putski, Cowboy Scott Casey, Bruiser Brody, uh, Iceman King Parsons, and uh, our friend Tiger Conway Jr. Uh, and that's just off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1986, Gino yes. Hernandez died, and his death was initially ruled a homicide case. But right. police later concluded that he died of what was thought to be a drug overdose. The police then reversed their own findings and ruled Gino was the victim of a homicide. The question has always been, who killed Gino and why? Well, there we're going to talk about that tonight because there were many, uh, if you can believe it, there were at least three very plausible scenarios that played out. If you believe it, um, I happen to believe that in wrestling, anything's possible. If it can happen, it's going to happen in the world of pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. So. Um, Amelia, we um, yes. we have talked about Gino on the show before. Yes. Um, one of the things, and we talked, you and I talked about this. One of the things we talked about was his his kind of like living the gimmick personality. Mm-hmm. You and I talked about that. You know, when we think about like certain guys that would live the gimmick, a perfect mm-hmm. example comes to mind. Nature Boy Ric Flair. Yes. Okay. Perfect. A perfect example of a guy who lived the gimmick. Um, another guy who might live the gimmick. Um, someone like Tully Blanchard. Mm-hmm. Because he's as much of a heel on television as he is in real life. That's a guy that lives the gimmick. Gino had this interesting thing about him, though. He was a heel. He was a bad guy. But people love them. Absolutely. Kind of like it reminds me of another guy from Texas, mm-hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. Okay. He was, he was, I want people to remember mm-hmm. Steve Austin, Stone Cold was not initially mm-hmm. a fan favorite. No. He went into a match with Bret Hart as the heel mm-hmm. and came out of that match. For all intents and purposes, the most over baby face in history. Yes. You can't make us up. No. Just go look. It's happened. Everybody loves him. You know, now. Hernandez was that kind of guy. Yes. You know, the other thing, and I want you to talk about this, Amelia. Yes. Um, uh-huh. as I switch your name over here, here we go. Um, <laughs> otherwise, people are gonna think you're a mad dog Scipio. <laughs> I want you to talk about. From your perspective, okay, what drew you as uh, okay, you said you were about four or five, but yes. you, you got older, you were like nine, ten years mm-hmm. old, and yes. you really got like into Gino. Yes. So, let's talk about what was it that like make a 10 year old, 11 year old girl like all squishy gushy for this bad guy. <laughs> Just his persona, the way he was in the ring, the way he moved, the way he walked, the way his, just the way he, you know, just 
not pranced himself, but just the way he looked at the camera and the way he just gave you that kiss and the way he just made every girl just hate you, but at the same time, love you. You know, love him. You know, exactly. It's funny that you say that, and I'm going to, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm smiling yeah. as you say that because mm -hmm. as you're saying that, I'm reminded of a guest that you and I had on the show. Yes. Eddie Mansfield. You're smiling. Oh, yeah. Eddie Mansfield, who said Gino Hernandez, mm -hmm. gorgeous Gino, mm -hmm. um, stole his best stuff from Eddie Mansfield. Uh -huh. And I got news for you. He uh -huh. ain't lying. Or maybe Everything Eddie sold it from Gino. <laughs> Gino so, made a career. If you're out watching of Eddie. <laughs> yeah, he made a career out of stealing Eddie's stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm reminded when Gino said 235 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. Mm -hmm. A poor girl's uh, lover, a, a rich woman's yeah, dream or something dream. like that. Mm -hmm. oh, was it, oh, a poor girl's yes, dream, a rich yes. woman's lover, something like that. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, all the women want to. You know, men, all the men want to be him. Be him and all the, all the girls be with, be him. with yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you kind of like, you you were one of those, you fell into that, you uh -huh. want to be with him kind of crew. Um, <laughs> much as a 10-year-old, 11-year-old girl could want to be with Gino Hernandez. Well, I had posters you know, of him on my wall. Texas, <laughs> I got news for you, Amelia. Even mm -hmm. in Texas, that's illegal. Well, okay. no, I had posters of him on my wall. He was my first crush. My very first crush. I'm sure he was. I have yes. no doubt. <laughs> um, Gino certainly knew how to pop a crowd. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. He knew, he knew how to pop a crowd. He knew mm -hmm. how to work a crowd. Oh, yeah. He also knew how to get heat like nobody's business. Oh, nobody. Yeah. And so let's talk about the art of getting heat in Texas. And I should tell mm -hmm. people that Amelia living La Vida Loca Chapman she is a tried and true down home Texas girl, mm -hmm. and um, and she knows Texas wrestling. Absolutely, you know. And uh, who is that? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Somebody oh. was trying to pop in here, and I uh -oh. locked them out. Uh oh. Because <laughs> it wasn't Rudy, and it wasn't Courtney. <laughs> who knows who, who the hell they were? But they ain't getting in here. Um, <laughs> but so. Um, he knew how to, mm -hmm. he really knew how to get heat. Oh, yeah. Just give him a microphone. That was it. I remember one time that he uh, was, uh, it was, I know it was uh, Chris Adams' match against Kevin Von Erich, and he had to be in the cage because they didn't want him to interfere in the match. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the cage was going to be lifted up, so that way definitely he couldn't interfere in the match and definitely he couldn't throw anything to Chris into the ring. Yeah. And he was like going like this, going like this. So, so that means give me the microphone, give me the microphone. And he just started saying that he was going to be up there. And even though he was going to be up there, uh, that was, he wasn't going to interfere and you know, all this stuff. Just give him the microphone. And he had something to say, no matter what. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I gotta, let me ask you a question. I want you to put yes. your fan hat on. Okay. I'm thinking about this today. Okay. Because I knew we were doing a show. Mm -hmm. Who was the better tag team? Okay. Gino and Tully or Gino and Chris? Um, to be honest with you, I think it was Gino and Chris. I think they had more of a persona, more of a connection together because yeah. Tully and Gino, Gino is the one that carried the team. With Gino yeah. and Tully, it was Gino and Gino. I got to tell you something. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. 
And, and I'm not surprised that I agree with you. I've always mm-hmm. thought Chris Adams was a better worker. Mm-hmm. Chris Adams was a better personality mm-hmm. than Tully Blanchard. Yeah. Certainly a, a, a better promo guy, hands mm-hmm. down. Oh, absolutely. Not even close. Not even close as far as um, a promo. Yes. Um, you you can keep up with Gino Hernandez doing a promo. Oh, yeah. They both did. Yes, they both worked with each other. Him and Tully, Tully did none of the talking. None. And Gio did all the talking. There's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. The promoters and the fans wanted to hear Gino, not Tully. Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Keep in mind, Mm -hmm. Gino Hernandez could have gone anyway. He could have gone heel. Absolutely. He could have gone babyface. Think about something. I want you mm-hmm. to, you know, as you and I are talking, mm-hmm. I want to bring something up here. And we're just, okay. we'll keep talking for a minute. Okay. I'm going to bring something up here. Uh, you okay. and I are going to talk about something. Okay. Something yeah. very important. We're going to bring up a um, little slideshow that I put together. Okay. Oh, okay. So this is, you all know this one, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. There's Gino. Mm-hmm. I love now, those, those famous sunglasses. <laughs> he has to be, I'm guessing, maybe... He has to be in high school maybe right there. Like 18, maybe yeah. maybe 18, 17, 18. 18 right there. Okay, so he's a young guy at this point. Yes. At this point, it's my understanding mm-hmm. is where he expressed an interest in becoming a wrestler. Yes. Uh, like in the, maybe the sophomore, junior year in high mm-hmm. school. Yes. Probably around, there you go. There's mm-hmm. Tully, Tully Blanchard. Now, That's when Tully's they won the belts that night. Mm-hmm. It's just he's that kind of guy. Tully just has one of those faces. You want to like smack the punch slap in the face. Off his, you know, I mean, you just want to smack the slap I, off his face there. I feel he like just, doing it right now, even though I, I, yeah. He just looks like one of those guys. Yeah, you, you just know? want to smack in the face. Um, yeah. Gino Hernandez is uh he had his face and the likeness mm-hmm. on several baseball cards. Yes. Um, there you go. He was proud of those jackets. He loved yeah. those kind of jackets. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about these. Uh, we know who these people are. Oh yeah. Let's talk about the people in this picture. They love those uh triple, yeah. They love those championships. Some goals. of my favorite people are mm-hmm. in this. Uh, Gary Hart, the, manager of Chris Adams right. at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, left to right. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Chris, Chris Adams, Adams, Gary Hart, Gary Playboy Gary Hart, Gino Hernandez, yep. Jake, Jake Roberts, Roberts, and, and Baby Doll. My mm-hmm. friend and frequent guest, Baby Doll. And I love her when I met her. I got to uh, actually... Um, Go haha to some bullies from uh, middle school when I met her. I want day. you to look at what they're all of them. Mm-hmm. Every one of them has a belt. Absolutely. Okay. They all have a belt. They were such a hot commodity. Mm-hmm. They drew all the money, all the absolutely eat, all the seats. And there's Gino. That's the hair Chris. match outfits. Yes. That's the night of the hair match. And there's the hair match. Oh my gosh. Now, Gino. Like I said moments ago, he could have gone baby face mm-hmm. or heel. This is the kind of match where you almost felt sorry for him. I know. I wanted to drag him out of that. It was so bad. And <laughs> I'll be know. honest with you. And I'm going to tell mm-hmm. something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a tale out of school here. Mm-hmm. I never liked the Von Erics. 
Mm-hmm. I don't like Kevin Von. He's the last one left. Kevin yeah. Von Erich. I should say, oh, hold on. He's got two sons. No, uh, the Von Erich brothers. Uh, yeah, I know which ones you mean. The generation Von Erich, the first generation. Yeah. He's As got Fritz two sons kids. that are working. The two brothers are working yes. together. Mm-hmm. I don't see it happening. The mm-hmm. Von Erichs were done deal. Mm-hmm. They, they had their place in history. It's over. Okay. Yeah. It's over. Mm-hmm. So that's the night of the hair match. Mm-hmm. This is also that same night. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, of course, one of the last matches, by the way, for uh, gentleman Chris Adams. Now, mm-hmm. we're going to stop this picture here for just a second. Okay. This, a lot of people ask me questions about this photo. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not a staged photo, people. No, he was really dating her. He was uh, exactly. Yes. Yes. He was dating Farrah Fawcett. Mm-hmm. And as further proof of this, I'm going mm-hmm. to show you some paparazzi pictures mm-hmm. that may have never been seen before. Yes. So there's the there's Tully and, and Gino again. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the uh, the Texas heavyweight. It's the Texas tag team mm-hmm. title. Um, Gino in the back of his limo with a, a couple of paid escorts. Mm-hmm. We'll just say we call them paid escorts. Uh, Chris and uh, Gino, of course, Gino again. And you're going to see more pictures of Farah come popping up here in a moment. Um, there's this is a this is a, a an interesting clip. If mm-hmm. you remember this, Amelia, yes, uh, they were being interviewed. Um, oh, oh I'm, I'm trying to remember uh, out of his private jet. Bill, Bill Mercer was interviewing yeah. them outside. Yeah, yeah they were uh, going. Out of his and they private were talking jet about fast cars and fast yes. women. Yes, his and, favorite uh, Corvette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were doing donuts mm-hmm. in the parking lot of yes. the uh, television studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. That was he loved car. that Corvette. Yeah, he loved that car. That was mm-hmm. his car, by the way. Yes, that was, and I want people to know that was his real car. It wasn't like no, he had just bought it. Studio. Yeah, that he had just bought that car. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, he and he loved his Chris. hair. That was his brush. Yeah, he had to yeah. brush his hair. Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. had that poster. That was my poster. That I have that here? poster. Yeah. Yes, that was behind my bed. <laughs> There's another picture of, uh, of yeah. Farah. He gave her some this roses. This was actually taken in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Yeah. Wasn't was... that when he went to audition for some movies? Because he he went to go audition for us. I, I had heard rumors that he went well, to go audition. He actually did audition. He for a couple of them, part. right? Hmm, dig him. He went to audition for two movies, but they he didn't get them right because they said he was too cocky or something like that. Yeah, too full of himself is what they said. Yeah, you know, they th- now here's Hollywood. Think about this. This mm-hmm. is Hollywood telling a wrestler he's too cocky, he's too full of himself. Hey, he was so gorgeous. He should have been in a movie or two. Well, now it's you, you see wrestlers in film all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, here's Farrah. Mm-hmm. That's how I remember him. Um, the delays Farrah Fawcett, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. So uh, this here was at the um, the Sportatorium in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, let's talk about these two guys. Mm-hmm. There's Gino at age 19. Mm-hmm. The gentleman behind him may look familiar to some people, especially if you're my age and <laughs> which, which is old. 
You're not old. His name is Jose Lothario. His trainer. His trainer and a legend in his own right. Mm -hmm. He is also the same Jose Lothario who trained a young gentleman named Shawn Michaels. Michaels, yes. Another Texas wrestler. Yes. A lot of great Texas talent came out of that uh, that Dallas mm-hmm. Fort Worth area. Um, there's an interesting picture. We have to talk about this guy. Yeah. This is Paul Bosch. Now, I'm going to set the rumor straight. Gino's mother says, no way is Paul Bosch Gino's father. Gino's mama is lying. I'm sorry, folks, but she is. Paul Bosch is Gino's father. That was that's the case. You can dispute it, you can argue it. We've had a gentleman on the show who was there and who should know. And confirmed it. Eddie Mansfield, fast Eddie Mansfield knows he was there. And it's never been in any dispute in that area that Gino and Paul Bosch had a very, very unusual relationship, even for a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And there is Tully today, what he looks like now. Um, there's Baby Doll, our friend Nicola. When you look back, Amelia, at the mm-hmm. uh, the photo on your um, on your left there. Uh huh. And you look at the the photo on the right of uh, Nicola today. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly beautiful woman. What Absolutely gorgeous, Gino, beautiful. What do you think Gina would have thought about Nicola today? That she's still as beautiful as ever and talented. And he's very proud of her, the woman she's become and the mother that she is. I think they could have actually had something, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I really it, do. Mm-hmm. Even though they all they did kind of really was... Work together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there he is. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Let, let's make sure we got it right. Right. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Gino. See, I got it right for you. <laughs> for him. For him, you know. <laughs> and there's Paul Bosch. Mm-hmm. There's Gino's mother. There's a lot of similarities with him right there with Gino. If you put them together. Well, let's talk about this for a second. Mm-hmm. I want to bring this woman up here. Hold on. His mom. That's his famous robe. He loved that robe. Yeah, I want to bring her up again for just a half a second. Mm -hmm. This woman, I just don't know. And I want to tell you something. Mm -hmm. And and forgive me if I I sound judgmental, folks, but I have to tell you, I don't like this lady. I don't like her. I don't believe what comes out of her mouth. I think she's a liar. I think she knows more than she's saying. She does, to be honest you know? with you. I feel she does. And let's go. Let's talk about her. I think we I have feel to she go. Does. We got. I told people I'm going to go there. So guess what? Mm-hmm. I'm going yeah. there. I heard the interview she did with Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, it left I did. me scratching my head, going, "What the fuck are you talking about, lady? Mm-hmm. This is your son." Yes. This is your son. He's dead. You don't know how he died, but you're going to believe that he just accidentally overdosed? Mm -mm. That he was known to be a drug user, but he wasn't eating drugs like candy. 
he would have had to have been eating drugs like candy to OD the way they said he did. Yeah, exactly. Because you wouldn't find that much in there in a system. For I was going to say there was nothing in the stomach. No. There was nothing in the stomach. Nothing. So I have a problem with, with what she's saying. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. what are your thoughts? I, you know, if it was me, I'd be, I would be still investigating to this day, like we are right now. I, I even have a problem with it, and I'm just a fan of somebody that's caring and wondering why would somebody at 29 years old be found with that much in this system? And I would, st- I'm what, 30 some, 36 years later, and I'm still wanting to know why, what, where, when, all those questions, how? Yeah. And well, I want to get to the bottom the of this. Sarah, this is at. Texas the hair mm-hmm. Yeah, Texas Stadium. Now, I've never been to Texas Stadium, but it looked like it's, a pretty big place. It's huge, yes. Huge. Have you been there? No, I've never been, but my sister has for the games, and it is huge. I mean, even from the angles that they show for the games, it is humongous. I was going to say, because I, I remember seeing the Freebirds mm-hmm. versus, um, oh, I'm wanting to say uh, the Von Erics. The Freebirds yes. versus the Von Erics. Mm-hmm. And there we are going back to square one. Mm-hmm. So, and still, we, uh, yeah, to me, like the, uh, sorry about ahead, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and the mother, she was just saying that she listened to the interview. She's like, oh, I'm so, I just want to know what happened. Uh, to me, I'd be like, you know, wait a minute. I don't understand. Why is this person coming forward now? Uh, I was crying a little bit. Now I can go have some margaritas. What, what was that about? No, 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 no. I'd be like, I'm sorry, yeah, but I mean, I have uh, a problem. Do you understand? Did you see that part? Yeah. And now that that's what I'm telling people. I have that's my problem. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, she's. Are you grieving for your son, or mm-hmm. are you are you late for cocktail hour? You know exactly. Oh, it's time to have a drink now. Yeah. You know. Exactly. What was in that box that he brought to her house that all of a sudden went missing? Well, did, you'll never know because nobody's exactly. talking about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and that's it, part of the problem. You can't get anyone to talk. We yeah. had, uh, and just as proof, mm-hmm. we had four people scheduled for this show tonight. Uh huh. You and I are the only ones here. And where's John Royal? Why? Why is he such secretive? What? What was the? What was the champagne brought up in for? Why? Why did he? Uh, Jeannie escort with him to the funeral. Why? What's going on with that? Well, I want to know more about Jorge Dalvinia. Yeah. The guy who's responsible for Gino's uh-huh. death. And why, and why is there more people coming out saying that they're responsible for his death? What's going on with that, too? Well, here's the... Here, I, want to, I want to lay it out for everybody, so just bear mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gino was no doubt about it. He was a drug user. Yes, but he was not a a, a cons- an all-consuming drug user. Exactly, he liked a little bit of coke. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He's ne- he was never a pot smoker. He mm-hmm. liked a little coke. He never did pills. He wasn't a pill guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was a coke guy. He liked a little taste of coke once in a while. Once in a while. Okay, mm-hmm. keep that in mind. He was not an everyday user. And generally, he only used on his days off. Right. Here's the problem. 
with if you believe the amount of drugs that he consumed, which would have to be staggering to kill him, right? Mm-hmm. He would have had to have been up all night just blowing lines and lines of coke. Absolutely. But they found nothing in the system. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's one problem. The other problem is Jorge de la Pena, who was a drug dealer, was, I should say, rest in peace, Jorge, because um, he's dead. The problem is that he didn't do business with Gino over drugs. He did business with Gino over money. Right. Okay. Gino wasn't killed over drugs. He was killed over money. He owed some very bad people some very large money. Mm-hmm. You understand? You understand what I'm saying? He owed a lot. He Absolutely. owed the wrong people, people big money. Right. And so understand that what we're talking about. Oh, here you go. I remember Jose. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Leon Barfield, I remember Jose. He worked for years feuding with Black. You're absolutely right. Yes. Leon's absolutely right. Yes. You know, but understand something, and it's really important that we understand this. Mm-hmm. Um, there were people then that are still alive now who could tell the story of Gino. Exactly. But they won't. That's what's got me. Again, mm-hmm. I want people to understand we had. Four people scheduled for this show tonight. Mm-hmm. Amelia and I are the only ones who showed up. Mm-hmm. All right. Why? Why are people even now either afraid to talk about Gino, um, afraid to disparage his memory, which I, I get. I totally get that. But why isn't anyone coming forward to shed light on this? Exactly. Because I so, want his legacy to live on. Why? What? What's the big? What's the big deal? Yeah. Like, talk to me. Yeah. You know. I want. I, mean, I want the on? truth out. I want the truth to come out. I mean, what's wrong with that? It, the man needs to be rest, rest in peace. Everybody needs to know the truth. I want the truth. You know what's wrong with that? Boston Spencer, Gina Hernandez, and Chris Adams. Great tag team. Absolutely. Yes, the best tag team ever. And I absolutely agree with you, Spence. Yes. We we believe that the Gino and Chris were the far better team than Gino and Tully Mm -hmm. any day of the week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any day of the week. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's, uh, we we did this earlier, and I want to make sure that people understand that we're being fair here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just to show you Gino's bio. He yes. was born Charles Eugene Wolf, wrestled primarily in Raw Class Championship in Dallas, Fort Worth mm-hmm. area. And his death was initially considered a, uh, a homicide, then ruled a drug overdose, then reversed back to a uh, mm-hmm. victim of a homicide. Yes. So that's what we're talking about here. Yes. Um, understand this. And let's go back to. Um, Okay. To what we know and what we speculated. Yes. Because um, there was also speculated yes. that Joe Blanchard and Tully Blanchard, if you believe the rumor mill, so you have we have to go there. Yeah. 
that um, it is largely been speculated for years. I don't know whether it's been proven or not that Joe Blanchard may have had something to do with having mm-hmm. Gino killed. Yeah, that he, if he could, he would carry him out in a body. He would have him carried out in a body bag. Okay, so yes. now you're familiar with you and I are both familiar with what we're talking about. Yes, I'm going yes. to let you have the floor here. I want to. I want you to tell people mm-hmm. what you know. Here yeah, you there go. was um, there was some argument back in Southwest Championship Wrestling a couple of times with uh, Gino, where he was fired a couple of times by Joe Blanchard, and there was a heated argument. Nobody knows what the arguments were for. Uh, Gino would. I, I do. Uh, I can fill you in on that, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, Gino. Gino came out uh, one time into uh, out of the office, and uh, they were all like wondering what's going on. What's going on? Gino's like nothing. Don't worry about it. And somebody overheard Joe Blanchard uh, say that if he could, he would just get rid of Gino and carry him out in a body bag. And that was more than once. Yeah, and it's been, and he said it more than once. The other more thing, than once. Uh, here is what I know, factually. I know that the falling out that Gino and Joe Blanchard had mm-hmm. affected Gino and Tully as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Part of the problem was that Gino and Joe argued over money. Mm-hmm. They argued over billing and they argued over booking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gino wanted to be first on the team. Mm-hmm. Tully wanted to be first on the team. Yeah, because Tully's well, daddy. It was to, well. Yeah, because daddy owned everything, and Tully. You, you answered the question. Yeah, but who so do you Gino, think the, the promoter's going to push? Gino. Gino or his son? Well, yeah, but you know, but you know what, Tully. Well, think what, did, Amelia, think about yeah. something. Yeah. If you're a promoter and you have a, a child working for your promotion, yeah, well, of course, are you going to make sure that they get the best push? Yeah, of course, but do you don't carry the team? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So now, and the other thing is, and again, mm-hmm. the, the the relationship between Gino and Tully worked beautifully mm-hmm. because neither one of them, on their own, could generate, well, that's not true. Um, mm-hmm. Tully needed Gino. Mm-hmm. I believe yeah. Tully needed oh, Gino. definitely. To have the to money coming over. in. Mm-hmm. To get over. Absolutely. Because yes, Tully couldn't draw, you know. No, he, he couldn't. couldn't draw a glass of water in the desert. Okay. No. Um, and, and like the, the late Mike Graham used to say, he never drew dime. He mm-hmm. never drew dime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love right. I'm, he's a guy that we're going to talk about him one night too. My uh-huh. grand, the Graham family of Florida. Uh-huh. Um, it's interesting though. It's really, really interesting that here's a guy that, uh, you know, that on the surface seemed like they had everything going. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was trouble in paradise. Oh yes. The All other the time. problem was with the, uh, regarding Joe Blanchard mm-hmm. was that Joe was a notorious tightwad. Oh, yeah. Uh, he didn't like to pay. No. And, but no promoter. Promoters don't want to pay money. They want to make money. Yeah, they want to keep it for themselves. If you got wrestlers working for you. They're not working for free. They got families to feed. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's their job. They want to work mm-hmm. to make money. Oh, definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're working six, seven days a week trying to put food on their table. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God, you know, most of them were smart enough to save their money. You know, but a lot of them are stupid and thought it was going to last forever. Oh, the, definitely. The, the gravy train was going to last forever, right? Mm-hmm. Right, Amelia? Right, absolutely. And then what happened? When the gravy trains ride up, yeah, and the phone stopped ringing, and nobody's mm-hmm. booking you on on the the next big card. Mm-hmm. Then what do you do? Well, then now you went from you went from being on television. Now you're working in some high school gym. Yeah, for some local indie promotion, making like two hundred bucks. Yeah, it wasn't that much money. Yeah, it wasn't that much money at all. No. Yeah. You go from making, you know, two thousand a week to two hundred bucks mm-hmm. at the high school gym. Oh yeah. You know, on a Saturday night. Oh, definitely. And I think that's you why Joe Blanchard had lots of different businesses. And when double and when Southwest Championship Wrestling was going under, that's why he had so many businesses. And absolutely. And, and I think that also remember when it was going under, then WCW all of a sudden started calling. Tully Blanchard to be one of the four horsemen. Well, to be honest with you, I think they really wanted Gino, but I think Joe Blanchard worked a deal with Arn Anderson's we're dad. To, exactly where we're going to go next. Because I think Gino was going to be the fourth horseman, but he was absolutely going to be the four horseman. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell you who picked them. Yep. Okay. I want to tell you who picked them. Mm-hmm. J.J. Dillon. Yes. Gary Hart. As I am told, Gary Hart told J.J. Dunn, we got this kid here named Gino Hernandez. Yes. Gorgeous Gino. And as I am told that the story goes, Mm -hmm. be a great member for the horseman. For the horseman, yes. Okay. Upon hearing this, Joe Blanchard put the kibosh on that. Slithered right in like a snake in Texas and sent Tully to Atlanta. Yeah, he slithered right in like a snake and put Tully in instead. Here's the funny thing Mm -hmm. Tully (laughs) was basically sent to Atlanta as Mm -hmm. punishment, yes, to get him out of Texas. Yeah, it turned out that punishment ended up working in his favor. Oh yeah, that but little. Then he became more famous with the Four Horsemen. That, but again, again, Tully Blanchard on his own could not make it. He had to have a team to support mm-hmm. him. Oh, that little gunfire incident, Tom. Huh, that he had in t- that yeah. little gunfire incident they had in San Antonio. Oh my God! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who doesn't know about that one? Please. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's still talked about. Oh yeah. He had Atlanta. He had. Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Barry mm-hmm. Windham, Ric Flair, the American mm-hmm. Dream, Dusty Rose, yes. baby. You know, you had all of the greats mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Just a stone throw from Florida, where mm-hmm. another great, the you know, the legendary Eddie Graham and yes. his son Mike Graham were residing, yes. mm-hmm. and they would trade talent back and forth. Yes. Okay. My question would be. If the Funks and Briscoes could go back and forth mm-hmm. from Florida to Texas, Absolutely. why the hell couldn't Gino get out of exactly. Texas? Exactly. 
He was yeah. being held in Texas as punishment. Yes. So he wouldn't grow anywhere. Yes. The only thing, the one thing that happened that made Gino Hernandez immortal was he got killed. He died. Yes. That's what made him immortal. Yes. Okay? Think mm -hmm. about that. Exactly. We're talking about Gino Hernandez today, 40 years later. Mm-hmm. Or whatever it's been, okay? Yeah. 1986, yeah. right? Yeah. A long time ago, is my point. Absolutely. All right? So, who won out? As far as I'm concerned, Gino won out. Because yeah. we're still talking about, we're not his, talking about Tully in any no. in any positive way. That's no. for damn sure. Absolutely, his death is what did it. So, yeah, you know, we got an interesting. You know what? It's you and I. Believe it or not, mm -hmm. we're not as we're not far off on the Gino thing. Yeah, even though I thought that uh, that he could have been an amazing baby face. Oh yes, I think. The fact that he was such a great heel mm -hmm. cemented his legacy mm -hmm. because he really was kind of like the Stone Cold before Stone Cold. Uh, just imagine with him right now, if he was in WWE, just imagine him and Vince McMahon, what, how they would have been with each other, like Stone Cold and him. I are, shudder yeah. to think, and I'm going to tell <laughs> you why. Just think about but it. Just <laughs> Vince McMahon would have killed that poor kid's career so yeah. fast. Vince McMahon wouldn't uh -huh. he wouldn't know what to do with Gino. With Gino, exactly. They would he have been another know what to do. I could see Gino. Man, I wish yeah. that kid had lived. Because yes. I'll tell you what, Gino would have been great for uh -huh. AEW. Absolutely. He would have been amazing at AEW. Even NXT to some degree. Yes. But I'll t I don't ever think that that uh, Gino and Vince McMahon would have ever seen eye to eye, eye with anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I you know I have a real, <laughs> I have a real problem um, b believing that Vince would see eye to eye with anybody because he really doesn't. Yeah, there was also rumors too that he said that if there was a way that he could fake his death, he would have. Yeah, as well. and Leon Barfield, God bless you, Leon. Tully was good as a horseman, but I don't think he would have been much alone. And you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. And that's what we were talking about, Leon. Mm -hmm. We were just talking about that and how, because let's take Leon's comment. I want to talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. it, you know, Tully on his own. I, again, we said it before. Mm -hmm. He was great as part of a team that could carry him. Exactly. But on his own. He can't do anything. No. His daughter, Tully's daughter, mm -hmm. Tessa, is a thousand times better the worker than yes. he ever was. Because this kid learned. She learned her craft. And she put her ego aside. And she was willing to open up and listen to the people before her. Yeah, she learned old school. Her father was smart. Maybe he gave her some good advice. We hope. We pray. Yes. You know? She learned old school. Ex old school rules, kiddo. Mm-hmm. Old, old school, school rules. Yeah. 
Real old, really, really old. Yeah. <laughs> You're not that old. <laughs> you, you tell them I'm dragging in. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, though. Uh-huh. Um, Gino was a young guy. Yes, 29 was, when he passed away. Just, just, very, very young. Yeah. Um, could you imagine the career he would have had in the 90s, in the 2000s? He, I want people to realize he yeah. died in 1986. He died. He died at the prime of his life. Prime he of his died, life. Yeah, th- in uh, February. We just yes. passed. We yes. just passed the anniversary of his death mm-hmm. in February. Yes. And you know, here's a guy that, by all accounts, did it the right way. Mm-hmm. He he trained. He went to school. He trained with good, you know, solid, reputable teachers. And he earned his way. And he and nobody gave him anything. No. He Paul was... Bosch, mm-hmm. who could have handed him the moon. Mm-hmm. Is it, Gino said, no, I want I want to work my way. I want to earn he, my way. He wants to earn his he, way up just like everybody else. Paul Bosch would have pushed him to the moon and back. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Paul Bosch was probably the best paying Texas promoter ever. Yes. And probably the best paying promoter in the country at the time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Paul Bosch was a guy. He's a war hero. He's a war hero, a legit war hero who had credibility and new governors and senators and presidents and had pull and had clout. He could have did anything he wanted for Gino. But he didn't. Why? Very simple. It would have looked like he was playing favorites and people would have questioned, what's this guy doing? What has he got? What's his ace in the hole? Okay? Right. He didn't want to be like the Von Erich. And then the dirty little secret comes out, doesn't it? Yes. But way after. Mm Mm-hmm. Then the dirty little secret comes out. Can't do that. You no. got to play. You, you, you can look now. Like, I guess today, you know, anything goes because it's like no, people get pushed all the time and they're not even trying to hide the fact that they get no. pushed. So I mean, it's no. a very different kind of wrestling game today than 1985, 86. Oh, so, uh, Amelia, mm-hmm. as we close out this episode, young lady, yes, um, your thoughts on Gino Hernandez and uh, his legacy? What is his legacy? It's just something that people I want people to remember him by that that's when wrestling was wrestling, it's when the best kind of wrestling it was. It's not, it's, it wasn't choreographed, it was. You, they knew what the outcome was going to be, of course, as everybody knows now. But it was, you did this, you did that, and of course, we didn't know what was going to come out of his trunks because we didn't know if it was scissors or brass knuckles at the time. Yeah. And, and I still don't, to the day, know how he kept that in there, and we'll probably never know. But I don't want to know. There's always but, a trick, kiddo. Yeah, exactly. But and uh, but he, 
you know, made a difference to so many people, whether you love to hate him or love to love him. I mean, you could ask anybody, who do you hate? Gino, or who do you love to hate? I love Gino. Everybody would say that. That's all you cared about. And and I want everybody yeah. to remember that he was just one of the best heels, one of the best people that you would love to love him. Yeah. And his legacy wants to live on. Not not that he died for what he died, but his wrestling skills. And people yeah, can exactly. learn from him, his wrestling and his Absolutely. elbow drop. And just get him in front of a microphone. That's how you learn how to do a promo. Learn how to do a promo. Watch Gino Hernandez. Gorgeous Gino Hernandez. Watch the promos. There are two people to learn from if you want to learn how to do a promo. Exactly. All three. I'll give, mm-hmm. and they've all been on the show. Mm-hmm. Gino, well, rest of Gino's never been on the show, but but he is now. Mm-hmm. Gino Hernandez, Eddie mm-hmm. Mansfield, yes, and Davey O'Hannon. Mm-hmm. Very subtle, low key promo, but slow and methodical. That's Davey O'Hannon. Yes, Eddie Mansfield and Gino, they were in your face promos. Yes. Boom, boom, boom. Not time to breathe. Boom. Hit you again. Yes. Boom. You know? Yes. And so one of Gino's was... The art if, of the promo yes. is a very skilled art. You got to really kind of practice the promo. Oh, yeah. Stand get in front, in front of the front mirror. Of the mirror yes. Grab a microphone mm-hmm. and stand in front of the mirror. You know, get mm-hmm. your mic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can see my mic, but here it is. <laughs> Or even grab a pen or a brush and just stand yeah. in front of the mirror and just say, and if you, don't if you have them, just grab your glasses and talk. Yeah. <laughs> say, if you want to dance, you got to pay the band. You know, one of those. Or if you can't oh, stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. You know, one Living of those. The locus, cutting you know, one of those. That was his favorite. His favorite one was, if you want to pay the band, you get, you know, if you want to dance, you want to pay, you have to pay the band. That was one of his uh, mm-hmm. promos. You know, yeah, absolutely. you know, or if you want to stand in the ring with me, you better make sure you're going to, you know, one of those like that. I mean, he made sure you were going to, as soon as you hand him that mic, he was ready. Yeah. I'm telling you, what. you know, yeah. Well, this was a great show. Absolutely. You and I filled up an hour tonight. Holy shit. We did great. What do you think? We did great. Dude, I think you can talk. Maybe I'll let you talk more often. <laughs> you let me talk. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. You know, what do you well, think, you guys? You're smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, you All right. well talk listen, what, do we got, what do we got coming up tell everybody what we got coming up um let's see i know that we have uh the gentleman what's coming up when let's see oh it is uh ladies night coming up absolutely that's what i'm getting 15th. at ladies night march yes. 15th we've got princess victoria we've got amy wilson and mm-hmm. eva ray birch she is a young up-and-comer and i mm-hmm. may have a surprise for you I'm not going <laughs> to let it out of the bag just yet. Papa Bear might have a surprise. Papa yeah. Bear. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I got a pair of slippers that says Papa Bear on it. Oh. <laughs> so I might have a surprise. Um, the Oh, on, I want everybody to kind of listen. I'm going to like promote myself for here for a second. Okay. Um, March the 8th. Okay. I will be a guest on Python's Paradise. You can find them on Facebook. Just look for Python's Paradise. I will be a guest on Python's Paradise, and he will talk to me about our podcast. Mm -hmm. He wants to know about my career and 
and the, the things I've done in my career and, and my wrestling and all that. So we're going to talk about that. And so if you mm-hmm. get a chance to listen to me on uh, or watch me on Python's Paradise, please do. Mm-hmm. That's March 8th, I believe, at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Okay. I believe it's a live program. And they haven't told me otherwise. Uh, and then we've got next week, we've got the return of Bruce Clark, the mm-hmm. inventor of the stadium cup holder. Well, I found out what else this guy's. I got a whole slideshow. Mm-hmm. Amelia, wait till you see what I got. Oh, I can't wait. I, I got some dirt on this guy. Then and we've got, uh, let me look on my. I just oh, and have- uh, well, don't forget, we'll promote your. Um- We'll promote it here and on Instagram. Yes. If you have that, we want, that's we definitely want to do that. If you've got an event coming up, you've got a show, you've got a fundraiser, you've got something you want to promote, come mm-hmm. on the show. It's free. Mm-hmm. You never pay an entrance fee to come on the show. Come on the show. We are live on 270 radio stations around the world on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. We are on Instagram. We are on, oh, my God. We're on so many platforms simultaneously, and they're all live. I think we're on, like, right now we're on, like, 50 platforms live around mm-hmm. the world, which is staggering to think about it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, what else I wanted to Oh, yeah, here we go. Um, I want to talk to you about, oh, Scott Teal, mm-hmm. March 17th. We've got wrestling book author Scott Teal on the show. Um, On March 22nd, I've got Chris Candido's brother, Johnny Ray, is coming on the show. Um, Of course, Ladies Night uh, on the 15th, Davey O'Hannon will be joining us on March 24th. You heard me mention Davey on the show tonight. Mm -hmm. Davey O'Hannon. Very slow, methodical promo. Very deliberate. He's going to come on and talk about the art of the promo, the way wrestling used to be, the way wrestling is now. And um, let's see. And then we've got, oh, my God, just so much coming up. But we've got a lot going on, folks. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot going on. Absolutely. For Amelia, living la vida loca Chapman. I bust her chops. It's Amelia Valerio. <laughs> I call living La Vida. I am Angelo Mad Dog Decipio for Wrestling with the Future. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Thank you.